This episode is part of the series Know Your Candidates, conversations with city council and mayoral candidates for the election of 2017 in the city of Holyoke, Massachusetts. The Radio Plasma podcast does not support or oppose any candidate for public office. This is a nonpartisan, independent media outlet dedicated to promoting a peace culture, embrace diversity, conversations, sharing of opinions and ideas, and ensure diverse voices are represented in our media. Welcome to the Radio Plasma podcast, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashi Vega. Today, we continue our conversations in our series, Know Your Candidates. And this is one of three candidates running for War 3. These conversations are going to be helpful previous to the preliminary. Today, I want to welcome Anne Falheimer. Thank you, Anne, for being here with us and welcome to the Radio Plasma podcast. Good morning, Johan. Thank you so much for having me. So we are starting the interesting process of the campaign. This is an interesting process as well because we're going to have this preliminary for War 3, something that in previous election, it's been more like the traditional two mm -hmm. candidates running for one word, but this time is getting more people involved. And this is an interesting process. So. Let's get to talk a little bit about that. Excellent. Let's start with the basics. Mm -hmm. Let us know about you. Okay. So my name is Ann Talheimer, and I live on Clark Street. I have been in Holyoke for nearly 12 years in a variety of capacities. I do a lot of different things in the city. I work with the Holyoke Local Cultural Council. I've been the treasurer there for the last four or five years. I have been, I'm an artist and educator, so I've also worked in a couple of different capacities there. Uh, before I was in Holyoke, I was in Florence, and a little bit before that in Amherst, I had a research associateship at the Five Colleges Women's Studies Research Center. Uh, a lot of what I do is to do with media, graphic novels, um, cultural, uh, cultural studies mostly, gender studies is sort of my academic interest. I have a PhD in English from the University of Delaware, and my bachelor's is from Simons Rock College of Bard in Great Barrington. So. I grew up in Massachusetts, kind of outside of Boston, Lowell, out that way. So um, landing in Holyoke finally felt like home. And I, I love living here. I love getting the chance to meet my neighbors and get a snapshot of all the different cool arts and humanities projects happening in Holyoke and our mayor's open door policy where you can kind of show up and if he's not on the phone or not in a meeting, you can sit down and talk with the mayor. and. I love that kind of responsiveness. I love that Holyoke is really developing all these different senses of community, and I'm excited to be part of it. Being a person involved with the arts, the culture, at what point being now involved in politics becomes part of your mission? A little bit. I mean, part of my mission with running, and the last time I ran too, because I ran in the last election as an at-large candidate, is to really make city government more accessible in a lot of different ways. We need to work to make sure that people feel comfortable in city government and welcomed in city council chambers, um, working to get translation and interpretive services, closed captions on the broadcast, getting people involved and interested, I think makes communities 
richer and more diverse and more engaged in ways that benefit everybody. And I feel similarly about the arts. We have so many interesting, awesome, different arts projects happening in Holyoke, all of which complement each other, all of which make Holyoke stronger, all of which are to the public benefit. So being in politics, I don't see as a contradiction. It complements it, it signal boosts it, it helps get the word out. So I, I think that's kind of interesting. In the last election, you were running as at large mm -hmm. for city council. And at the beginning of the process for this election, you also pulled papers to run again as mm -hmm. at large. Then you also pulled papers to run now for War Three. Correct. What was the motivation to mm -hmm. do this change of mind? Um, I really enjoyed running at large. Um, getting to talk to everybody from every single different ward is fantastic and very daunting. <laughs> it is a gigantic undertaking and a good one, a really good one. And I enjoyed doing it for my first time running because I learned so much. I was relatively new to the political process, not new to Holyoke, but new to how, what does campaigning look like here? What do lawn signs look like? Where do I order them? How do I make sure it's from a union shop? How do I make sure that I go to the right office to get the right paperwork? Um, and that, that felt like a good entryway into it. And I considered doing that again because I really liked it. It was really exciting to be, because we had a gigantic field last time of candidates. We almost had a preliminary election for at-large alone. We were one candidate away. And I wanted to really focus on my ward this time because in doing the door knocking for the at-large campaign and in talking to people, I had started to hear about, okay, this is an issue. We need to make sure that all the streets in, in three are plowed during the winter. This, is a, um, this comes up a lot in the door knocking, both in 2015 and now. And starting to meet people as they were moving into the neighborhood and starting to get more connected to my neighbors and starting to think more about, can I focus on the ward? Can I make positive change here in Ward 3? And I decided that I could. I thought it would be a really interesting adventure in getting to know so many different people across the ward and thinking about how to move that forward. And even if not elected, what good positive things can still happen? Um, can we have a neighborhood association? Could we have a couple of neighborhood associations? Because, you know, Ward 3 is, it's a pretty diverse ward. And there are very particular needs of neighborhoods, particular streets, particular precincts. And my other goal was to get neighbors out meeting their neighbors. So in all of my door knocking, I've been going out door knocking with somebody from that street or from that particular neighborhood so that we can, we can connect people with other people who are close by. Some of that is already organically happening, particularly in the snow when you're, you know, digging out <laughs> your car, your neighbor's car, and the rest of the road. Um, but in, like, cooperative ways. You know, like, oh, I live in that little yellow house on the end of the street. I'm the one who, and this has been great, I'm the one who sits out every Halloween in the Godzilla costume handing out science toys and candy. You, you know me. We just don't know that we know each other. And linking people in that way has been incredible. It has been so exciting to see people make connections or getting emails from folks who are saying, hey, uh, I have your lawn sign in my yard and someone three houses down also has 
your lawn sign in their yard. Who is that? How do I meet them? Can you introduce us? And that has warmed my heart. I'm so excited that this is happening. And that is really what I had hoped would happen when I decided to concentrate on Ward 3. When I decided to focus on running in 3, I wanted to figure out ways to help people build those connections, not to do it for them, but to sort of plant the seed and then let let it go where it goes and have neighbors make connections and, and meet other folks. Like I was out door knocking in 3A with a friend and we knocked on the door of this house at the end of the street and it turned out that two of the folks who were walking with me and both of the folks in the house were all alums from the same college. And I, you know, and that's, that's the real good goal here, like getting people to know who's on their street, who's in their neighborhood, um, who's around, how do we build community, where do we go from here? All of this sounds like a very beautiful way to build a stronger and more united community. And it sounds like you said it is becoming something organic. I hope so. It feels organic. It feels authentic. It feels true. And the folks I've been walking with have all mentioned this too, that they're really excited to meet their neighbors. They're excited to see so many different folks. We're meeting so many folks who just, folks who have been here 36, 56 years in the one house who are next to folks who just bought their house in October and they're really excited to be in Holyoke. I love it. It's so exciting. So by doing this process of door knocking, talking to people, and also doing your research on what are the needs mm -hmm. on War 3, what do you identify right now as the most important and priority challenges mm -hmm. or priority issues that need to be addressed for War 3? The one that comes over, the, the one that comes up almost every single time, almost every door I've knocked on has said traffic specifically traffic calming. You've got to help us. We need speed bumps. We need this. We need that. You've got to help us with something. And, and this is a little bit of what I was talking about in terms of particulars, because one of the streets where they have a lot of traffic issues are people speeding because it's a big, wide boulevard straightaway. Um, I talked to a woman whose dog had been hit and killed. I talked to a neighbor whose car had been swiped and totaled. And, and they've said, this keeps happening. We need to do something. Other streets are, there's streets that used to be one-way streets that are now two ways, but there's parking on both sides. And so it narrows the street and there aren't speed limits posted. And there are also tree covers because it's a tree-lined street and the lighting is not great. And there are also two daycares on the street. And so everyone is very, very, very concerned about this. And what that the larger boulevard might need is different from what the smaller two-way street might need, and almost everybody I've talked to has, has identified this as a concern. So this is, this is right now my priority number one issue for the ward, because I've been setting my priorities based on what I've been hearing from door knocking. This is, this is the main issue, I think, for three. I mean, there are other issues, of course, but this is bar none the most frequent issue. Um, and in looking at it, and that's, it's a complicated issue because you, know, you have to involve the city, you have to involve city planning, it's going to involve a comprehensive wardwide traffic study. And I, and I know that some of this has already sort of been in the works a little bit. There's a, one of the speed, the white speed boxes that's been moving around Ward 3. So this is an identified concern that's being worked on. 
But I think part of it also needs to involve reporting back to the folks who live in the ward, letting them know where it's at in the process, doing community meetings where we get people in a neighborhood together and sort of kind of talk about it and say, these are the things that are possible. These are the things that are not going to work for this reason, this reason, or this reason. How do we get together and make this happen, make our neighborhoods safer, get folks who live here what they need in concert with the city? So that that's my top one is traffic calming, figuring out ways to make the neighborhood safer by getting folks to slow down. There are three elements that are involved in this uh, kind of traffic calming work. Engineering, which is the speed bumps, the speed humps, those, those kind of um, physical interventions. There's also education. And that is, you know, making sure that folks driving through the neighborhood know this, that there are speed limits posted, that the lighting is better, that it's clear uh, what's going on. And then the last one is enforcement. I was talking to someone on one of these streets and he had said that they'd had a police officer who had sat on the corner for a couple of hours one Saturday or one evening and was pulling people over to give them warnings, not to ticket them, which I thought was great, but to educate them and say, don't forget, there's a stop sign here. Remember that the speed limit here is this. Um, Please be careful. Please be mindful. And having these three things working together in concert with the neighborhood being invested and involved, I think is going to get us to some more tangible success, which will make neighborhoods safer. And that is the thing I'm hearing over and over again. Please help us make this neighborhood safer. We need we need help with this traffic issue. Aside of uh, the traffic, as part of the safety, which is yep. always a big, big concern, and it covers so many different yeah. aspects, is there any other concerns that the community have voiced? Yeah, there have, there have, of course, been other things that have come up. Um, drugs, of course. There are a couple of places in Ward 3 that residents identified as problems. Um, and, and I mean it in the broadest sense. And that's, again, a complicated issue where you have to, you have to work with different city agencies. You have to work with the police. You have to make sure folks know where to report things if they're going to report things, and also ways to make sure that they keep themselves safe, depending on what is happening, um, because every situation is a little bit different. Snow clearing has come up. Um, some of the streets are really well plowed. Some of the streets are not plowed at all. And there have been significant challenges. And this is something that I experienced, too, because d- during the winter, sometimes my street is cleared really, really well, and sometimes I have to wait a little while, <laughs> which is hard when you have to get to work. When you have to be somewhere at a particular time and you can't get out of your driveway or you can't get off your street, that, that's something we've got to reevaluate. Other things that have come up, um, cleanups. One of our residents, and I'm really excited about this, one of, our, uh, one of the residents in the ward had said, is there any way that we can do some kind of a neighborhood cleanup? The storm drains, uh, when it rains, they, they fill with leaves, they fill with stuff. Um, and then it clogs and then it floods. Is there anything we can do about this? And I thought about it for a second and I said, yeah, there's totally something we can do about this. So my campaign is actually doing a cleanup in the ward. Um, we're going to set up on the morning of September 10th. We're going to have a table with you know gloves and trash bags and shovels and this kind of stuff. And we're going to go out and look at the storm drains and we're going to clear the storm drains. And then as I was talking about this with a couple of other folks, like, oh, these are my plans for the campaign because I want it to be action-oriented. I want it to, to do positive change before, even before the election. I mean, if you're going to get out there and you're going to talk to people and you're going to get people excited about the ward, doing things is 
uh, a great way to get people networking and also address the immediate concerns. And so I was talking with folks about this and someone said, oh, well, this is the agency that does the storm drain cleaning and here's their process for doing it. And this is why this sometimes happens. So if you see any that are particularly blocked or don't look they've got like they've gotten any attention in a while, here's who you talk to about that and ding, 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 ding. And it's I'm really excited about this. Like someone has addressed a concern, which is something we can work on right away and make some positive change. So you are taking the time to identify these issues and it is good that the neighbors in Ward 3 are getting their opinions and their concerns out. This is really important, especially because now that you are listening to them, some actions can be taken and not even waiting for the outcome of the election is mm -hmm. you are you are taking action right now as part of the campaign. Yeah, and something I can do side by side with them, not for them, but with them. Because um, that's the kind of the spirit of the campaign I want to have as well, because I live in Ward 3, and no matter what happens, if I'm elected, uh, I'll, I'll have a lot of people that I need to follow up with and work with and work in cooperation with. And if I'm not elected, there's someone in my ward I'm going to need to talk to about these different issues, and I want them to be responsive and invested and take my concerns seriously. And so it's important, I think, to, to model that to work cooperatively and really get things done in cooperation. You mentioned the positive aspects of all of this happening. So given that angle, mm -hmm. how do you see the fact that there are three contenders for I, War Three? I think it's great. I think it's really great that people are invested in Holyoke and in the ward in this way. I, I'm also one of those folks um, that believes no race should be uncontested. I think elections are a way to really develop good ideas. This is, this is the part where people get innovative about what they're gonna do. This is where people start to talk about how they're gonna get things done in a way that's gonna be helpful and productive and efficient. I think elections are a great opportunity to bring the best of people to the forefront. And I'm, I'm really hoping to see that in the other candidates as well. I, I am interested in hearing about their platforms. I'm interested in hearing about what they're doing because maybe they're talking to people who are raising different concerns. Um, maybe there are other things in the ward that need to get addressed that I'm missing. Or maybe they are differently focused on some of these things. I've talked to some folks who were very concerned about property taxes, uh, who were very concerned about sewer bills, who were very concerned about um, safety in the neighborhood. And maybe they're more comfortable talking with someone who isn't me or someone they've known longer or someone who isn't the person who sits out on the stoop on Halloween in the Godzilla outfit, you know? Um, I think this brings out the best in all of us. And I'm really excited to see where this election goes. So let's focus now on your campaign. Yep. So this is the time where you can explain mm -hmm. what is your plan? What are your priorities? What yep. is uh, the platform that yeah. you have for your campaign awesome. running for War 3? I mean, I think I hit some of those key points earlier in that um, traffic. Traffic is the big one. I'm trying to be very constituent driven. Um, when I went out door knocking to get signatures for my campaign, part of what I was also doing was talking to people and asking them, well, what do you feel is the big focus for Ward 3? What are the things that you really feel aren't getting heard or aren't getting addressed or things that you really need attention? So I'm, I'm using them, springboarding from that. And traffic is, is tops among that. Um, but other passions, 
and this is ward specific and also Holyoke specific, again, I really want to make sure that government is open and accessible, is responsible, responsive, and respectful to make sure that everyone feels not only that their voice is being heard, but that their voice is really being listened to and that their their points are treated respectfully and getting them interested and involved. Not everybody wants to go to a city council meeting, but I want them to feel welcome at a city council meeting. I don't want them to feel, oh, I, nobody listens to me, why should I go? Or I don't understand what's happening here because there's a language barrier and that's really hard. And this is something that was a, a big prominent point in my last campaign too. I, When I took the resident leadership program that it's Wayfinders now, but it used to be Hap Housing, um, conducts. I had the opportunity to listen to a lecture. One of our guest speakers came in and the entire lecture was in Spanish because most of our population was Spanish speaking. And I tried out the headsets, the translation headsets, and it was a really gratifying, illuminating, incredible experience to sort of, oh, this is, this is what this is like. This is really hard. We have to make sure we are supporting everybody who wants to come to city council and listen in a way that's going to help them understand what's happening and working through, I hesitate to say the language barrier because you can still engage and interact and understand. And, you know, as someone who works with non-native speakers of English regularly, this is important. There are ways to communicate and make connections, but we shouldn't be putting roadblocks in people's way. We shouldn't be making it harder for folks to, to be interested and invested. And that is, I want that, to, that's sort of the overarching uh, piece of my campaign is building connections with people, getting people to build connections with one another, finding ways to foster and develop and build community. And in neighborhoods, on streets, with people being able to go next door and say, all right, um, I gotta borrow a cup of sugar, or can you help me dig out my car, or I lost my dog, he got out when I wasn't looking, can you help me look, this kind of stuff. And, and that's, that was also part of the reason why I wanted to really focus on the ward. I love Holyoke, and I think ward counselors can do really good things simultaneously, specifically for the ward, and also for the greater good of the city. And I'm excited to see where that goes. I'm so thrilled to be part of this. How do you see the future of city council? Mm -hmm. Especially with this interesting process where many more people are getting involved, wanting to be part of this mechanism and mm -hmm. drive a change. That's awesome. Uh, the more people involved, the better. I mean, I have visions for for changes to city council, I mean, part of what I would like to see, and this would require a lot of work and a charter change and a whole bunch of different things, but a, a situation where we have more ward representation instead of having one ward rep, having two ward reps, and then having a couple of at-large counselors. Because I feel one of the things that's really important about city council, we don't yet have a city council that fully reflects the diversity of our city. And I think it's important for that to change. I would like personally to see the city council, I was gonna say I would like the city council to become more progressive. But what I mean is that I would like the city council to be able to better work with one another. 
I have been to city council meetings that are four and five hours long for reasons that it didn't seem like it needed to be four or five hours long. And I feel like there are definitely things that the city, the city council should cooperate on in ways that are visibly cooperative, where they're working together. Even if they don't agree politically, I think there are certain things that, that the city council should be able to look at and say, yes, we support this as a city council. There may be pieces of it that we don't fully agree with. There may be different things that we might change in the wording, but, but the overarching idea, we're all in. And that's what I want to see. I want to see a city council that doesn't, they don't necessarily always have to agree, but they should work together well for the good of the city, for the good of the folks who live in the city, for the good of strengthening Holyoke. Any last remarks you have for your campaign or your... Um, folks can check me out on Facebook. Um, I'm easy to find on Facebook. If you just go to Anne N. Tallheimer for Holyoke City Council, uh, I'm available by email. You can drop by my house and leave a note and say, listen, I really need to talk to you about this. I want anyone who's interested in learning more to reach out. Um, I'm flyering the neighborhood. I'm door knocking. Folks may have already met me. Um, but by all means, if you'd like to know more, please get in touch. I would love to talk with folks more about this campaign or if they have questions or they want to tell me their stories. The thing I've been loving about door knocking is listening to people's stories and how much they really share this common thread that they love Holyoke and they're really invested in the city and they want to see some good change. So we have a preliminary coming up. What will be your message to your other contendants? Oh, I, I would wish them good luck, of course. Um, I'm interested in learning about their platform points, and I hope to see them at the polls. I feel like everybody should really get out and vote on this one because it's important. It decides who goes on to the municipal in November. And for the first time in a while, Ward 3 really has a choice to get out and have their voices heard. And so um, I imagine I'll see them on election day at the polls. We'll be out holding our signs and waving to one another and... I think that's great. I wish them good luck. And thank you so much for giving us this time, for sharing your platform, your, your ideas, your motivations. And well, this is just a matter of waiting for the outcome of the preliminary and hopefully also to have the opportunity to keep having more of these conversations, regardless of the outcome. Because Absolutely. it is, like you said, it is important that we keep feeding this interaction and this exchange of ideas and activities that could benefit the whole community, not only in War 3, but in the whole city of Holyoke. Right on. Well, thank you so much, Anne, for sharing her time here on this edition of Know Your Candidates. And this is the Radio Plasma podcast. This episode was produced at the Plasma Media Lab in the Gandhara Youth Development Center in Holyoke, Mass. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening.